Welcome to the latest United East End podcast. Uh, John Ashton's here, Ant Shaw's here, Stu Edwards is here, Bloomy's here, and uh, I thought I'd come back and do one. Uh, big game Charlie and all this kind of stuff. Uh, how are we doing, boys? Good. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Some, some great um, fight on show today. Um, despite everything going against us injury-wise, you know, um, United really... I, I'd go as far as to say is that that's the... Um, I haven't seen that type of performance from United for about maybe even before Ferguson left as well. You know, I thought it was re- a real lot of effort despite everything against us and we weren't going to lose, you know, we weren't going to lie down. Is it just me who thought it wasn't very good? I'll, I, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably come back and agree with you at some point on that yeah. one, yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is, is we haven't put any effort in since Ferguson left. No, it was like every, everything went against us and eight months ago, if we'd have been in that position at half time, we'd have just gone, gone into our shape and tried stopping them scoring, but... We actually threatened more than Liverpool did in the second half with half our team out. You know, five academy lads on the field as well. You know, there's a lot of effort there, I thought. Yeah, I, th- I think considering what happened with in terms of injuries and obviously losing three players before half-time, you'd probably have to say that's a better result for United than it was for Liverpool. I don't think they ever really looked like threatening, like scoring. I thought they were fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got to give United some credit for that. You know, it stops them playing. You know, Mo Salah has been... What is he top scorer in the league? Didn't didn't mm. even have a chance. He never has a kick against us, no, does he? No. I just think both were pretty poor. They looked pretty nervous from the start, both sides, to be honest. So it's it's not a bad result considering. But yeah. I was I, I was actually quite surprised yeah. coming out because um, I I was really happy with the performance. I, I don't think it could have gone um, much better with, under the circumstances. It didn't feel like a tough day, did it? No, not at no. all. That's what I mean. And mm. United, United were a lot of running today. You know, we lost to Herrera earlier, who's been doing the majority of our running. I do wonder if some of these injuries might be because we're doing a bit more running than we were, you know, under Mourinho. And um, but yeah, I think it was a, a great effort by United today. Oh, considering it's the greatest Liverpool side since the late seventies, then if that's all they've got, it's a pretty piss poor show, isn't it? You know, if they're the top of the league, aren't they? The top of the league, what I'm go- is it goal difference or one point or whatever it is? But um, you know, if that's if that's what the bar is, then we're not far away, are we? I, if you watch Liverpool over the last what four or five games, they've been you take the Bournemouth game out of that, they've been sort of hanging on a little absolutely. bit and, 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 and absolutely yeah. bottom. Whereas City, you're moving you know up in just, the game. You can even see it, even the fans. I mean, considering they're a title chasing team, that was the wor- one of the worst away ends I've ever seen at Old Trafford today. Considering where, well. where they were up to, I mean, they were absolutely pathetic. Um, you can see there's a nervousness about them, and United should have been there for the taking today. Um, for a team that was, you know, you'd have dreaded what would, if we'd have played Sister today, you'd have dreaded what would the outcome would have been with, you know, with the, with the injuries we had out. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I don't. I, I'm not that convinced by Liverpool. I think they're a good side, but I'm not. I don't convince they're a great team. It certainly wasn't a great spectacle, was it? I think I, I, I can see where Ant's coming from. If you'd have said before, yesterday before the game that before half time you know, forced to make three subs and you know uh, and lose a rare, especially with Matic not being there, you'd have fucking you probably would have I, took, you'd have I, took a point before the game. I can't remember that ever happening before where they've had. To use all three it, subs. it always seems to happen that we got someone sub twice as well. So. But like, it's, it's, the, it's the body language as well. I mean, like United had three subs before half time. Solskjaer's still, you know, working hard on the touchline. He's not feeling sorry for himself like one of our previous managers would have done. Just you know, get get out Liverpool. Still, can't just fucking get over Mourinho. No, it's true though. Can you not feel a, a complete change in mood? Because yeah. I do. We'd have, we'd have fucking lay down and, and lost that easily. We were, six all, months we were all saying before as well. I mean, even though we'd used up all our subs, we'd have all still took Lukaku off as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. do, do, do you know? Do you know what he looks like? And I said to mate before, I said he looks like you know when you watch the soccer aid and you see one of the celebrities up front. That's what he fucking looks like. You see all these professionals running about. 
Colin Seedorf running in the show and then it comes to Paddy McGuinness and he, he can't control the ball. Well, that's what he looks like. You know, I missed, I missed about five or six podcasts. I come back, he's moaning about me and you. You're slagging Lukaku off. There's fucking no change here, is there? Nothing's fucking changed. No, it's um, happening with, with Lukaku. The things that, that's annoying me about him is he's, he's putting a lot of effort in. You know, I can't fault his effort today. Brilliant. It but, is. What? Um, Lukaku. I thought he put a lot of it. Watch it back. He put loads of effort in today. The only difference is, is that the only thing that annoys me is a bit is that his main strength should be his. his the stre- his strength, yeah, his strength, and he never gets his his um, body in the way of the ball and the man. And I don't, I don't understand it. For someone who's that yeah. big, he gets pushed off so easy. He don't even can't even get win an header, considering the size of him as well. A, yeah, he won't, mm. if we, it was played, a, we played with ten men mm. today. It's yeah. a fucking buffet. You wouldn't get pushed out of the way, would it? <laughs> we uh, there was a period in the second half where between him and <clears throat> Pereira and. Young, neither, not one of them could actually hold on to it for a minute, and it was just pinging around like a. Honestly, it was, it was, it was they, embarrassing. They, they didn't get like get him down. Did they? They're fucking putting a lot of effort in. Well, that, that's why I think it's not a bad result because it's it's clearly Lukaku's not good enough. If you want to, you know, you want to hit, hit the heights, and I'm not. I don't want to slag young players off, but I mean, it's pretty clear Pereira and McTominay are not the level required to be Manchester United players either. Today, I, I agree with okay. what you're saying. They did but, okay, but they're not. Yeah. You know, it, says, those... it says a lot though that Fred's not getting in before them so, so yeah, Solskjaer's clearly not heard the lyrics yeah. to that fucking song that everyone won't stop singing has <laughs> yeah. it yeah. well um, just before the game obviously mm. you bring up McTominay there was a lot of almost like everybody who came and get a mag off us have you heard the team news fucking McTominay's playing it was almost like there was a lot of doom around over that. But fucking felt ten feet tall, wasn't it? <laughs> was and then he comes out with a performance yeah. like that. I thought he did well. I think I think he did okay. I mean, the one thing about him is where, where he's done, where he's really done badly is you don't want to see him in there with Matic and Herrera. You want to see him in there instead of one of them. You know, so you're not got three of the sort of same sort of player. I thought he did okay, but he did okay but get, without passing the ball forward. That's getting that's sideways, wasn't he? He's yeah, getting to that, that same situation with like because Moyes bought Fellaini. And like he was like Mourinho, some of those Mourinho's, but everyone's giving him. I feel sorry for him. Everyone's getting a lot of shit. No, fair play to him. He, he's yeah. not started a game since before yeah. I can remember. Before well before he Christmas, and he's been thrown in against yeah. you know this top Liverpool side. Uh, and and he, he has he's done a job. He, he's he's. I think put, he's just, he put just quite a to make a scapegoat. Yeah, he put quite a few fires out, so. didn't he? You know, he put yeah. quite a few fires out, but he, he, he's not. I don't think his game is create, you know, passing a 15, 20 yard pass onto whoever's running through. That's not his game, I don't think. No. And that's what that's what we missed today because obviously Herrera doesn't really do that either. And, and you know, Matic just to, to a certain degree, but we're, we're missing that midfielder still, aren't we? Still, six, seven years later. Yeah, yeah. We keep. Uh, I mean, I, Michael Carrick's probably still the best midfielder at that club, and he's sat on the fucking coach's bench. What? Um, well, I got shit for saying this the other day because I. People are still obsessed with us needing a new centre half, and I said that I think United are more in need of a midfielder than we are a centre half. From my opinion, I still stick with that because it just shows today. You take one of them out, you take two of them out, and we, we really are at the bare bones. Um, and even when he looks against us, like against PSG, we're, we're still lacking that sort of controlling midfield. You, you kind of hope Pogba had set the scuff, set the game by the scuff of the neck a little bit today, but he's, again, it's not really his game. You want somebody who can put a foot on the ball and, and can control the tempo of the game. I think yeah. he realised though on one side, well, he did put a shift in after that. Oh, big time! Yeah, he, he I, 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 I couldn't agree more on that. I, I thought, even though it was probably his most ineffective game in terms yeah. of creating stuff. I thought it was one of his better games for yeah, so putting some yeah. putting yeah. some tackles in, tracking back. He's not known for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I liked about it today. He stood up today and thought, shit, I'm gonna have to be the main man here now and and it, he did put shift and can't fault him for that. Yeah. Some of that struck mm. me was um 
Liverpool were clearly about playing better football in the first half. United weren't creating a huge amount, but at the same time, United looked like when they did get behind, they looked more likely to score. But it was almost like they'd got to half time and thinking, you know, the fans were thinking, right, second half, it's going to be a case of holding on here. And the crowd proper got into it, and United started to play better. And I thought Liverpool's second half. They, they barely troubled well, that's United. That's right. They, they looked happy with the point. I mean, you could see both sides didn't really know whether to stick or twist. Did they? You know, none of them. Neither side wanted to commit too much. Nobody wanted to lose the game. But for me, Liverpool would never get a better chance to come because the record at Old Trafford's pretty appalling over the last twenty years. But they wouldn't have had a better chance to come, especially with them so desperate for points, to come and properly have a go at United and take a few more risks. And I don't think they did it. They were crap, Liverpool. <laughs> they really were. And I thought, you know, credit has to go to United for that. You know, players like McTominay and Pereira playing in in such in key roles in midfield. You know, I think the best four players on the pitch though were the four centre halves oh, today, which yeah, I think is good. Their front three or four again, you know, they're meant to be like this all, all star, or you know, <clears throat> top three or four. Well, they are though, aren't they? They're good on the day, but today, what did they do? What did any of them do? Mane, I didn't see him run anybody. He's, Salah was on the touch. He's oh. more of a threat than Salah for me. Salah, Salah was, yeah, yeah. was on the touch line, yeah. didn't get a kick really. Um, you know, Firmino, his teeth were white, that's about it. Honestly, if United can add a bit of quality over the next 12 months, I think we'll, we'll hammer them That's next year. We're not far away based on that today. We're a couple of players, aren't we? Do, do you know what? And a couple of pundits have picked up on it this week, finally. But I don't think... Solskjaer's got all this credit for you know putting his arm around players and getting smart. I don't think his people have given him enough credit tactically because he's outsmarted pretty much all the, the, the managers he's come up against. Again, we, we look more... The performance, I dare say, at Chelsea was a most Mourinho-ist sort of performance we've had. Mm for a long time because he's gone there and he proper did a number Pretty on him tactically enough. and he was rock solid defensively and I, th- I don't think he's getting enough credit tactically Solskjaer for people just think you know it's, a, it's an old nostalgic thing of why he's come back but I think he's a bit more got a bit more nous about him than people give him credit for him plus Mike Feeling isn't it? well I was going to say yeah, how, how much of an impact do you think Feeling is because I, I think Feeling is clearly having a massive impact yeah absolutely uh, mm. he's the one who's on the touchline most of the time isn't he I think I saw Ollie a couple of times there today but, but as a rule Feeling's out there Pretty much most of the match, and uh, he's going to have an influence. He's, you know, he's he's, he's worked with Fergie for twenty years, and he's, it's in his blood, isn't it? And you know that that can only be a good thing, along with Carrick. So the three of them, uh, I'm missing out. Obviously, what's his face? But them three, I've got so much knowledge, um, and feeling knows how to set up. Even you know, you'd, you'd have think you'd have thought that feeling was like has been left behind, maybe with the current you know style of playing, you know, compared to when he was here with Fergie. But he's clearly uh, been watching a lot of football, and, and he's, he's he's with it. Fair play to him. No, I think he's having a massive impact. And, Domestically, United, they've conceded seven goals in 13 games, United. When you consider we've been to Chelsea, we've been yeah. to Arsenal, we've been to Tottenham, we've Liverpool at home, you know, something's, you know, and, and it's not like we're playing defensive football either. Generally, I know it was a bit negative today, but didn't really have much choice with the options he had up front. But, um, yeah, no, I, th- I think suddenly as, the team looks rock solid. It's not as if De, De Gea's been bailing us out, has he? Yeah, like he no. maybe was earlier in the season. So the, thing yeah. that, the thing that strikes me is what they're not scared of is making a mistake now and I think that was something that they were f- absolutely frightened to death of cocking up under Mourinho tactically that that's, they ended up paralysing themselves that's why because you wouldn't see him for the next three, that's four the, weeks would you so it's the freedom yeah. of allowing uh, apart from Lukaku yeah, yeah. especially young players to make mistakes you just don't you, they don't make them like Pereira did against mm. Burnley in, you know, in that area of the pitch but you know everyone's going to make mistakes uh, especially young players yeah. um, do you look at that as uh, two points dropped if you're in Liverpool's shoes or oh, a point gain yeah, given how yeah. bad they played oh, I think Liverpool played for a point I think they look happy with it but considering the um, injury problem United have had I think, I think they should see that as two points dropped because 
like I said, I think United were there. We did well, but I think they were there for the taking. A top team would have would have beaten United today. I, I think they're lucky to get away with it, <laughs> considering De Gea didn't make a save all game. I can't. I don't. I mean, I was a couple no. of minutes away from the end, but I don't know if he unless he yeah, saved he one in the last minute. Fucking shocking, Liverpool. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did make a save, did he? Uh, it wasn't. A, it was a game of probably about three or four shots on target. We had probably two of the best ones. Um, Allison didn't have much to do either. To be fair, he did well for Lingard, I believe. Uh, I think the the one second half uh, again, maybe Pogba giving that opportunity again, a bit more time, and he thought, but maybe realised, maybe he could have chested it. Uh, it wasn't a great header, so you know, all in all, no, there's a lot more chances normally in United Liverpool games, um, but that was partly about how they set up as well, uh, and obviously how we had to dig in and defend. So uh, it wasn't a, again, it wasn't a great spectacle on yeah. the goal front, was it? Yeah. Um, Wednesday night's going to be hard work going down there, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, they're a tough, tough team. team they, they, they scored four again yesterday at the Palace. Yeah, no, it's that that was. We've we've got a good record down there. We always seem to get a result at the Palace. But um, I, the the one thing I will say about United is though, we seem still seem to look better away from home than we do at home. I think the way he seems set up. Particularly if we, I mean, Rashford looks injured to me today as well. He was another one I thought was hobbling around for a lot of um, pitch. But, you know, if you can get Ma- if you get Marcel back fit, um, I think those sort of games do suit United a little bit more than mm. at home where you, the onus is on you to attack a little bit more. But you can sit back and, and hit them on the break. But no, it, it will be a tough game. It's gonna have to be four or five changes, won't it? That's for that's for sad reality. Um, and even ones who managed to the last ninety minutes today, you know, they're gonna have to be patched up. You know, they've done a lot of running, and it's only three days away. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough down there Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, Palace. The, um, <clears throat> the thing with that though is, is the um, there's going to be a couple of players who finish the game today. You are likely to now start on Wednesday night. That's not going to do mm. the likes of McTominay, Pereira, any harm, is it? Getting a bit of game time. Uh, I think. I think what we've got to look at is as well. We know our squad's a bit thin. We we knew that before kickoff today. And um, what what we want, what we're looking at is is we just want to see like a team start starting to form and a mood start starting to lift. And I think. I really do think we're seeing that. I, I just, um, I really fit, left the ground today feeling like United had given everything they, they could against it. You know, let's not, un, you know, I know Liverpool say we say they play badly, but they played badly because United didn't allow them to play. And um, I just think there's a lot to be positive about. And if United can add four players in the summer, I really do think, you know, we're we're really going to start. Where do forward. where do United need to add in the summer? <clears throat> Definitely midfield, uh, fullback, and it's. Probably go with another up top as well. Yeah, I I, I've gone from worrying about centre half yeah, to now thinking yeah. we're actually probably more solid than any team in the league at centre half now. I still think we need one. Um, I, I've, I'm Chris Small, one of Smalling's biggest fans. I wouldn't even dream of selling him, but I still think he has limitations. And you know, it'd be great to just use him like Ferguson have, used to use him. You have to think that one or two are going <clears> to get <throat> moved on as well. So it's. I think we do. I think if you can get a centre half, you would still get one. You know, it's not an either or option here, but. I just think that it's not the the be all and end all like everyone's putting that to the top of the list. I think a right back, a right sided attacker, and a central midfielder, I, I would put all ahead of a centre back. Yeah, um, you won't like you won't like Ashley Young's playing another fifty games next season. No, he's season, not one. He's a great yeah. squad player, great yeah. ball to have around, yeah. but you, you you can't realistically have a thirty three year old converted left winger playing right back. For I a thought team he was really league. clever today. Just some he, of his little nudges. Yeah, he, he actually he actually had like quite quite a, a bad few touches early on as well, and um, but he's, he's just. It's wily, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's just a really, wily player, really smart, experienced yeah, yeah. old. What? Um, just on that though, something that surprised me in the second half, which I think is where Liverpool were a bit naive. United, no more subs. You'd have gone through on a couple of them, wouldn't you? You'd have, you'd have put somebody, you'd have put somebody out, wouldn't you? Or mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I, in a way, I think if because I think when he sent, um, what's that midget called? 
um, Chiquiri, yeah, when he came on, they, <laughs> they, uh, when he came on, he clearly was told go and nobble somebody, and he did. And, yeah, and he did. yeah, I can't remember who he went through one, but uh, Milner we went through someone again, didn't he? <clears throat> Quite high up the pitch. I think he went on Sanchez. Could have got a Joey second was, yellow, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I'm just surprised they weren't smarter with that. They could have got United out of ten men with these, and we're not without any without any sanction to themselves maybe a booking or two but they should have probably attempted to take another there's United a, player a out who, there's a bloke who sits near me and he always hurls, hurls abuse at um, opposition players based on where they're from but we're like in offensive things about the country so every time when Salah went off he was like I'll see you later you pyramid twat and uh, Shakiri was a Tobler own cunt <laughs> 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 Your pyramid uh, pyramids were yeah. yeah, bastard. Yeah, that reminds, <laughs> reminds, reminds, yeah, reminds me of when Ryan Roberts called Duncan Castle a newspaper bastard. <laughs> dunk, dunk your head disgusting in my arse, you disgusting newspaper bastard. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. did he shout at Lukaku? Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, you probably couldn't get a word in edgeways over John on that one. Um, Obviously, a couple of games coming up now, which you'd think on paper United away at Palace, but then is it Southampton at home next? You know, again, this should be out to get. You're looking at four to six from there, aren't you? Yeah, well, hopefully we'll. Um, but, uh, the injuries is a worry, isn't it? Because we're going to be on our feet, aren't we, on Wednesday? Matic isn't injured, apparently. Is he back in Serbia for something? I don't know if he's had some sort of family issue. So I heard, anyway. So I don't know, maybe he'll be back. Maybe. So we need, you know, we're short on in legs, but. I just think maybe give Fred a chance as well, you know. What's actually up with him? Is he just not? Just shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely wanky. The likes of Chong as well, isn't it? You know, some of the two. You, you expect at least two or three are going to make the bench at least on Wednesday. Um, a few biting up a bit, aren't they? So again, I, chuck one yeah. of them in. Chuck one of them in. We're, we're giving players an opportunity to surprise us as well, you know. It was ne- you just knew what was going to happen before. Yeah, I think that, uh, and he's just a brilliant mood be, around it. I think might be involved soon as well. And it's easier to do it when, when obviously, mm. you know, as a fan, you couldn't stand, you couldn't, when, you know, 10 o'clock Wednesday night, Thursday morning, you couldn't criticise Solskjaer, could you? If if we get beat, whatever, 1 0, 2 1, 3 1, if he's if throwing a couple of lads in, because this is the perfect opportunity to, to do it when you're stretched and you've got, you know, you've got that almost free pass to put a couple of young lads in. Yeah. I mean, what, what's top four looking like now? Did Arsenal win today? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they were two up at half time. So still nine points ahead of us, aren't we? So is that in third? Yeah, yeah. So so, but no one's a United fan of United ahead of Arsenal. We should know this sort of stuff before we start talking about it on fucking podcasts. Seventeen but, points is about them. Sure. Well, no, it was, it was just a point of how much of United in theory got in hand where they could probably yeah, just Arsenal and our fourth one point ahead. Just just ditch it so they're ahead of United. Chelsea yeah. can go ahead of us one point ahead, can't they? If yeah. they win their game in hand. They won't do. Excellent. Thursday nights, Thursday nights and Sundays all next so season. We're yeah. back down to fucking six. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> United, United that Joe's right. I think, um, Do you remember that time we stayed in six, having won nine on the fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. trot? Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was that was fun, wasn't it? Um just on obviously the uh, situation regarding management then, I'm interested to know where you currently stand on this because obviously he's done a great job of coming in as an interim doing everything that we thought he would which was to just be nice to everybody smile a bit and say all the right things um, wear the blazer um, but it does seem now as if he's starting to add uh, a few more things to the obvious so uh, where do you stand on do you let him keep it oh 100% yeah um, I think the, the problem you, a new another manager would have as well though is they kind of on an idea to nothing straight yeah. away because if he comes in under so much pressure to say well you know if you've, if you've, if you've gone with this guy ahead of someone who was getting results you know, you're under pressure straight away. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't see any. I can't think of a single reason why you wouldn't give it Solskjaer right now. He, he's proved himself um, tactically, um, 
you know, the transfer window might be a, might be one obstacle that he's, he's got a bit of inexperience in. But then again, they're talking about Pochettino, and he never gets to buy anyone either, does he? So um, I'm not sure there's a massive advantage there. Uh, yeah, I, I think United have got to give it him now. I think um, I was um, a big fan of the Spurs manager mm. for a long time, and I, I was, although I agreed with Ollie coming in till the end of the season, I did think that it was to, he would eventually make way. But mm. I think they're doing that well now. You know, the mood around the ground. You know, even selling a fanzine, you sense it. You just get the feeling that United are gonna surprise you all the time, rather than actually just mm. slips of what was used to be inevitable. You know, outcomes. But yeah, I just think. Um, like John said as well, you can't really give it someone else now because straight away saying yeah, but what about Solskjaer? You know he was doing well. Why why did you get rid of him? So yeah, maybe we might look back on it and think it was a bit of um, a Liverpool Dalglish moment where they gave it impermanent after a good five months and it turned out to be a disaster. But um, I I do believe that United can't miss the opportunity now. Yesterday, obviously mm. end of Feb, you know after whatever he's been in charge, twelve, fourteen games, whatever it is. I totally agree. I think he's got to get it, but at the same time, they've got to then back him a couple hundred million in the summer and almost a two-year free pass because uh, obviously that's that's crucial. Can't just expect him to go win the league next year. Um, so back him. And mm. the other interesting thing is maybe if there's going to be one, a director of football, mm. what role that is, you know, what role will he have uh, regarding signings in the summer and beyond? So a director of football could could be quite interesting as well. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a shoeing. I got there was a point where I thought, oh, if we don't go for Pochettino, we're gonna we're gonna miss out on something there. But I think it's looking at the results in it now, and I just think he's on a roll, and I do think it's, it's pretty much nailed well. on that. the mood and everything. I mean, yeah, even yeah. today, like before kickoff, you think if he broke was brought in again mm. in a game like this, you know, like you wouldn't, you really wouldn't fancy him. But you just get the sense that players are going to surprise you now because. You know, they're, they're really... Um, well, he's he's probably really saying some, I believe in, you know, you can, yeah. you know, I know you're decent, you can put in a shift and... Yeah. I think know. the thing is, though, no, the players, though, there's, no, there's nowhere for the players to hide now either because I know that with hindsight, it, they probably did the right thing the way Mourinho behaved, but let, let's get one thing straight. If if the players put in the same sort of shifts that they did under Mourinho under Solskjaer, they will not get the same leeway with the supporters that they did, you know, Mourinho took, took the brunt of, a, of it all, perhaps rightly so, but under Solskjaer that won't happen, you know that Solskjaer will have the fans back ahead of any player um, that, that's on that pitch for United, so there's nowhere for the players to hide at all. Yeah. I, I, I'm in that camp now where I, regardless of what I think, I think United are now in a position where they just can't not give it to him because of the reason you just give, which is, if they did give it to somebody else and if it comes to say September, October and United are 8th or whatever it is then it'll all be blah 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 the interesting dynamic will be though let's say he does get it permanently because this is the thing, this is the Solskjaer factor at what point can you see fans turning on him because you kind of get the impression that you could take us down to the fucking Vanarama League and nobody would bat an eyelid. To be honest, I mean, United, I don't think United fans. They'd still be singing on. that fucking song. I think United fans are quite good with managers. I think they were they were very good with Moyes for a long time. I know you had your playing banner, but the, the supporting side, Old Trafford for David Moyes. Uh, you had your playing, you said that like it was mine then. <laughs> <laughs> I know you funded it. <laughs> no, so I, I think United yeah. fans are quite lenient in that sense, yeah. provided, provided hey, your, your players have gone out of putting a shift in 
and you know you, you're playing it in a, in, a, in a manner befitting the, befitting yeah, the football yeah. club. I think under Van Aal, that's where it was probably at its worst, yeah. to be honest. And, and I was part of that as well. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that, he's the only one I've I've kind of played. The worst I've the worst conduct of a United manager I've ever seen was Mourinho by quite a distance. He was slagging players off, you know, moaning about not having any money. You know, and that that mood just transfers immediately. And United are showing now that with a, with a bit of like um, positivity, he, he could have got more. Out he of managed his to convince me that all our players were crap. Exactly. And, and cl- obviously, clearly they're not. I mean, there's a few that I don't. And like. that <laughs> do, what's that going to do to their confidence as well? And walk yeah. away with 15 million or whatever. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but on the same side of that, and I'm not here to defend Mourinho because he's absolutely no point. But uh, what's what's still what, all the shite that surrounded him, which we know still isn't right, is still there, isn't it? So, is this just a crack paper in Overson? Well, listen, the, the players still that, that that team has still got some gaps in it. It's not good enough to to win the league. It's clearly not at the level of PSG when we played them the other night. It wouldn't be at the level of City and, and even I dare say Liverpool if they, when when they're playing well. But again, that's that's not down to Solskjaer. That's now down to the board to now back in with the right players. You know. Mourinho's got to take some of the blame for the money he spent. He's still got some money um, and didn't spend it wisely enough. Solskjaer's going to have to get the same back in this summer, and there should be plenty of money to spend because he didn't spend much last year. Um, and he's going to have to. This, this is a massive summer for United because for the first time in probably. God knows how long they've got to get the transfer business right this summer. Yeah. You can't get three players in and go, oh, well, he might be all right in a year and he just needs time. They've got to come in and they've got to hit the ground running in the same way Liverpool's players did. And that, that's the difference why they've pushed on that, from fourth. Yeah, no tournament this year either. So it's like within a couple of weeks from the end, season ending, they've got to be, they've got to have a couple, at least a couple in for me. We really have to get four, four, we have to sign four players, don't we? And it'd be really the disappointing. Phil, if the Phil Jones contract is interesting because I can't help thinking they've just done that to, so they can sell him not on the cheap. I can't honestly... Well, he's brilliant at following me, though, he played well. So you think he's worth a four-year contract based on his... Um, I think that Chris Marlin and Phil Jones both have a place in United squad, but I don't think they should be playing 50 games for I think United. F- I think four years at least guarantees you that at some point Steve Bruce will get a job, <laughs> and that's the only daft bastard who'll buy. He buys all United's rejects, doesn't he? But when, you, so when you've got you De Gea, obviously we clearly need to sort that uh, contract out. I don't understand why everyone has a go at Chris Marlin and Phil Jones, though, when Marcus Rojo sat in Argentina for half the year you know, I can't, I can't I really they're, not, they're not far from their uh, testimonial years are they right but they'll, they'll have to book out like Spotland or something for, there's no point <laughs> having it all chaffing is there the only one out of the squad I'd go to Rojo uh, <laughs> and Bailey can both fuck yeah. off for me that's what I mean yeah. these players Small, Smalling can't be far off testimonial he's about, uh, about eight years I think this now next year, next year about eight years since he marked Tevez out of a game <laughs> he's, to be fair he's won a full, full deck of domestic honours hasn't he yeah I, 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 I think in the last couple of years I think, he's put, set. A, I think he's put a foot wrong he's a vegan as well I, I had someone misering me before, like saying, "Yeah, but um, would you get in Barcelona's squad?" And it's like they've had fucking Thomas Vermaelen for the last eight years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're talking about? Who's gone yeah. vegan? He's vegan, Chris Morris. What recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last year was it? Jesus wept. To be honest, he's, he, he, he's all right to dogs, isn't he? So I'll, I'll just about, I'll, he gets a pass out from me. Yeah, Phil, uh, Phil, Phil Jones and he should start doing some voluntary work at Dogs Trust Denton, and then I might just start saying, yeah, you've you deserved your new contract. <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, not even, not even our own rescue. That. Um, just a couple of things looking at. Um, do you see any route back for United against PSG? No, absolutely no chance. The best way with Pogba out as well. Um, you've got to go there and score and three goals, probably. No, um, I'd, I'd like to see it, use it to learn a bit because um, you know they've got some really good midfielders, them, haven't they? I just thought they play with reserve side, and it's only three now. Uh, might, might nick one, but you don't want to end it up six on aggregate, though, yeah, do you? Six and seven, you know, United need to, you know. 
have a play for Would it matter? Ride. Or would it matter? Or would that be a nice, almost a get out of jail free reality check that United and the corridors of power need? Well, listen, you, you can't run before you can walk, and you know we're, we're fifth in the league, so fifth, sixth in the league, in the car. You can't come against, you can't come up against one of the top three or four sides in the world and expect to turn it round yeah. that quickly. The other thing is, we come back and play Arsenal away, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So one one thing to note, though, I mean, could be a, is what's worth decider. what's worth reflecting on is, I mean, the difference between PSG and Liverpool. And I know they've played each yeah. other this year, and Liverpool beat them, but PSG are a miles better team. Than I, I think the Liverpool that we played today was isn't the Liverpool that we're, we're that we're really just tearing it up in sort of September October time. It's a totally it's a team that looks like it's empty. Well, the, the thing is uh, today they're with them as well, though. Again, you looked at them. They like playing in a almost similar to the way United like playing. If you give them space and you attack them, you, you can you can leave yourself counter. Where they struggle is trying to break teams down a little bit. Then they, they made it very very easy for United. All right, last question before we wrap up and do man of match. Um, do you take an FA Cup win or fourth? Oh, FA Cup all day. Oh, FA Cup because it'll probably mean beating City as well, won't it? I definitely would say FA Cup, but then I'm concerned about who you're going to attract in the summer. We said that last time, didn't no, we? No, no. We bought a lot, lot, a lot of players when we was in the Europa League. FA Cup and uh, Europa League. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm semi-erect here already at the prospects of, uh, of, the, uh, of the Europa League. Yeah. No, Europa League is... It, it's, not just, it's not just that it's the guaranteed fixture date, so you, you just know where you're going to be all year, you know what I mean? What's the point of being in the Champions League if you know you're not going to win it anyway? What's the point? You might as well be in the World Cup you're capable of winning. Absolutely, 100%. I wondered about that, you know, when, when we was looked like Valencia might push us in the group I wondered if you know for our qualification next year and also our FA Cup if we'd have been better off going out of it yeah. Yeah, totally absolutely That's what um, what uh, what have we got for man of the match then uh, Chris Smalling by, by mile I'm giving it McTominay <clears throat> uh, Lindelof I would well, I would say probably one of centre back but I'll just considering the situation he got himself in Pogba for me. Well, interesting. Um, no votes for Lukaku there, which I thought was quite a shock. But uh, I'm going Lindelof. I thought he was just outstanding today. Uh, but I think some player, he is, yeah. And certainly a lot of people who were doubting him, and I was definitely one of them, um, have been made to look a bit daft now. So uh, he turns slower than milk, but he is quite good. But even that side of it, I actually think he sorted that out. He seems to be a lot more alert now. I don't think it was a speed thing; it was an alertness thing. He was half asleep, but he I just seems aggression. He started like putting his body in and against strikers, and mm. really, you know, even when the stri- their strikers have got the back to goal, it goes through him to get for it, get the ball. Yeah. And I just think he's um, since Glenn Murray gave him the run around in August. I, I just think he's. He's added a, an aggressive side to his game. He's realised he's got to start using his body. God, that day at Brighton, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, it does all, all of those pretty dark days, um, early doors of the season, do seem now quite far away, so that can't, can't necessarily be a bad thing. Uh, right, next podcast, uh, Crystal Palace. No idea who's doing that one because I'm not bothering going. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be uh, here. Uh, are we here next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll yeah. be back next weekend. But until then, I hope you've enjoyed the result and we'll uh, see you next time.